Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. If I told you, man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you so much. Very nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me or X to me, whatever it's called, uh, questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-O-O-P-S on X Media. I, you know, brings brings a whole new meaning to X videos and X whatever, X language, X... I, I mean, there's always been a lot of naked women on Twitter. Not always, but especially in the last few years. Now it's getting the right name, right? Anyway, uh, let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. A Russian delegation led by Defense Minister Sergei Shogu is set to visit North Korea this week to celebrate the 70, 70th anniversary of Victory Day. Um, see, I, I like to call it Cease Hostilities Day. Uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, Politburo member Li Hongzhong will also attend the events in the North Korean capital Pyongyang with a delegation from Beijing. Uh, North Korea celebrates Victory Day on July 27th, the anniversary of the armistice in 1953. Uh, in the in the, uh, uh, the Korean War, if you didn't know, Russia and China backed North Korea and the U.S. backed South Korea. North Korea, uh, North Korean allies, uh, Moscow and Beijing will be the first public visitors to the country for the Victory Day celebration since Pyongyang closed its borders at the start of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, China asserted yesterday that it is uh, it strictly implements United Nations sanctions on North Korea, uh, which was they were reacting to a letter from the Group of Seven European uh, Union and others that urged Beijing to stop Pyongyang from evading the measures by using Chinese waters. Uh, the, and of course, China is, is going to say a bunch of stuff, but they're not going to do anything. Uh, the U.S., meanwhile, has accused North Korea of providing military aid to Russia uh, for the war in Ukraine, a claim that both Pyongyang and Moscow deny. Uh, of course, we, we have proof, actual videotape. Uh, in turn, North Korea has blamed Washington for the crisis in Ukraine, insisting that the West's hegemonic policy forced Russia to take military action to protect its security interests. Sort of sort of like sort of like that mobster who goes into your store in New York and starts breaking things because you don't really belong in that neighborhood. That's sort of what they mean. Uh, British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and Zelensky have ag agreed during a phone call on the importance of ensuring Ukraine can export grain. Uh, a spokesperson for Sunak said in a statement, the prime minister said the UK was working closely with Turkey on restoring the grain deal, and we would continue to use our role as chair of the UN Security Council to further condemn Russia's behavior. Uh, Sunak also told the Ukrainian leader that he was appalled by the devastation caused by recent attacks on Odessa. Uh, and, and it's not just 
it's not just Odessa. I mean, they've been attacking the uh, uh, areas of the Danube River. Now, the Danube River is the border, is on the border uh, in uh, southern Ukraine with Romania. So a waiver of a missile going a few feet in uh, the wrong direction is an act of war against NATO. So you might want to stay away from the Danube. Uh, they're using the Danube to transport uh, uh, grain since it, it might be too dangerous to um, uh, go through the Black Sea, I suppose. I, I'm guessing. I could be wrong. Uh, but the Danube is a major river that goes all the way uh, from uh, the Black Sea to uh, northwestern Europe. It's quite a lengthy river. Uh, moving on. Oleg Azarov, ambassador at large at the foreign ministry, told the Russian RIA news agency, this week's Russia-Africa summit will discuss Moscow's grain and fertilizer exports. The, the Russia-Africa summit will take place in St. Petersburg on July 27th to the 29th. Uh, Ozarov told RIA the creation of logistics corridors, hubs, not only for food and fertilizers, but also for any other products that the Russian Federation produces. This will be one of the topics of discussion. Uh, it seems to me that the idea of such logistics corridors and the creation of grain hubs is promising and feasible, according to them, as long as they... Uh, uh, you know, I think that, I think they should send Russia to, uh, I mean, uh, Putin to uh, Africa, you know? Uh, of course, he wouldn't make it there. He would be arrested. Uh, Moldova's foreign ministry will summon Russian ambassador Oleg uh, Vashnitsov uh, after uh, media reports that spying equipment has been installed on the Russian embassy's rooftop. Uh, 28 satellite dishes, masts, and transmitting and receiving devices had been installed in the embassy, and people associated with the Russian intelligence had been seen in the buildings. Uh, the, minis uh, the ministry said, we consider espionage on foreign uh, or foreign interference in the internal affairs of Moldova to be absolutely unacceptable, which represents a direct challenge to the sovereignty and national security of the Moldovan state. Uh, as you know, Transnistria is right there. That's that. To that's the toenail of Moldova on on the east eastern border of Moldova. It's uh, a sliver of land that Russia ha uh, seized long ago, and they have not released. And Moldova wants them out. Uh, also, if you remember uh, a story we did, was it was it uh, winter? I believe winter when when uh, Russia was trying to destabilize Moldova so they could take over there. Oh man, it's getting nasty. After being asked about the Ukrainian attack on Moscow, White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre uh, told reporters, "As a general matter, we do not support attacks inside of Russia." Uh, of course, they've been saying that for quite some time, but I'm sure on the sidelines, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, this is working nice. Um, that's what I'm thinking internally, they're saying. 
Russia launched its sixth air attack this month on Kyiv. Ukraine says all incoming drones were shot down and no damage or casualties were reported. Sir Serhi uh, Popko, head of Kyiv's military administration, wrote on Telegram, the air alert lasted for three hours. All air targets were detected and destroyed on the approach to Kyiv. According to the information at this moment, there were no victims or destruction in the capital. Okay, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. By the way, a, a short one today. I don't have a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it, it's because so much came out yesterday, right? So much happened yesterday that we're still reeling, especially from Israel. Uh, yesterday, the White House said it was unfortunate that Israel's Neset, uh, or Knesset, passed with the slimmest possible majority, that's in quotes, a bill that limits the ability of the country's Supreme Court to re review government decisions. The Biden administration, including the U.S. president, has for months publicly and privately urged Israel Prime Minister Benjamin uh, Netanyahu not to unilaterally move forward with the legislation. Uh, and, and, you know, already there, were, there was protests. What was it, last month? There were, there were protests or the month, month before? This is how long they've been uh, trying to get this through. And they put it, they supposedly put it on the back burner so they could quell the protests, which worked. And then they went ahead and did it anyway. Uh, well, as you know, that Netanyahu, Netanyahu, he did not listen to Biden. Less than 24 hours before the vote, Biden made a last-ditch effort to try and influence Netanyahu's decision on the vote by sending another public message. Biden called on Netanyahu not to rush the vote on the bill, saying he is highly concerned about the divisive legislation and its potential implications, meaning a dictatorship and a backsliding democracy in Israel where they would possibly use military uh, aid from the United States. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre said in a statement after the vote, as a lifelong friend of Israel, President Biden has publicly and privately expressed his views that major changes in democracy to be enduring must have as broad a consensus as possible. I, I, and by the way, there is no broad consensus. The entire country is against this change. The only, the only, uh, uh, only ones who want this change is the extreme far-right parliament that wants absolute power. And, and Biden saying this, it was basically saying, don't do this. Thousands of protesters continued their demonstrations in Jerusalem, Haifa, and Tel Aviv, after the vote took place, one of the main roads in Jerusalem was blocked for more than two hours. Several non-governmental groups have already uh, filed appeals to the Supreme Court in an attempt to block the law from uh, being implemented. Uh, Israel's biggest workers' union has announced a labor dispute, a, a preliminary step ahead of a possible general strike. Netanyahu met on Monday, yesterday, with Herzai Halivi, the IDF chief of staff, who briefed him on the crisis inside the Israeli military after thousands of reservists, including fighter pilots, notified the military they will not report to duty due to their opposition to the overhaul plan, the overhaul of the government. And this would be the perfect time for the PLO to attack Israel, I should say that. And uh, that could be happening in the next 
couple of days. We shall see. Uh, don't mind me. I'm I'm doing minor adjustments here to make sure we are not disturbed by my telephone. Um, so a second submarine arrived in South Korea, uh, much to the chagrin of North Korea, of course. Yesterday, the North fired two missiles into the sea off the uh, East Coast hours after the U.S. nuclear-powered submarine arrived in a naval base in the South. Uh, it's nuclear-powered. I don't know that it's nuclear-capable like the Kentucky, which is already there. Uh, North Korea has uh, reacted angrily, saying such a deployment could meet the criteria for its use of nuclear weapons. It's saber rattling with its, it's rattling the nuclear saber again. Uh, in a statement uh, yesterday, the U.S. military added the launches po- posed no immediate threat to U.S. personnel and territory or to U.S. allies. Now, usually when the U.S. yawns like that, that that's what it was. It was they fired their missiles, the U.S. went... Oh, hum. Uh, usually what happens is they uh, get more aggressive with their missile firing. Uh, that may happen today. We shall see. In that news tightening around that bright orange neck, documents had been withheld from Jack Smith and company uh, by former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, who claimed they were privileged. Sunday, those documents were finally handed over. Among the materials turned over to Special Counsel Jack Smith, about uh, supposed fraud in the 2020 election are documents that touch on many of the debunked conspiracies and unfounded claims of widespread voter fraud peddled by former Donald Trump, uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, 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 attorney Rudy Giuliani. Uh, The files include affidavits claiming there were widespread irregularities, shoddy statistical analysis supposedly revealing fraudulent activities, and opposition research about senior employee, uh, a senior employee from Dominion Voting Systems that are central to a uh, civil lit- uh, litigation and a federal criminal probe stemming from the voting systems breach in Colorado. Um, the, the, remember, that was that... Uh, that woman uh, that worked for the commission that one went in and stole the computer code and posted it online. Remember that? That was insane. Uh, the documents turned over by Carrick also connect him and other members of the Trump legal team to the efforts to smear a uh, Dominion Voting Systems executive. Efforts that are now the uh, subject of both a civil litigation and the Colorado State Criminal Investigation. One is a 29-page dossier on the executive, Eric Coomer, detailing his anti-Trump rhetoric on social media, as well as his background working for the voting machine company. The header of the document described it as written by a lawyer in North Carolina for the Hon uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Trump legal team, and other associated attorneys combating election fraud, uh, 2020 uh, pre- uh, presidential election. Uh, Coomer has brought a defamation suit against the Trump campaign, Giuliani and others who promoted claims that he was connected to a plot to rig the 2020 election. Of course, another case Trump will lose will begin just from that. Uh, the documents turned over by Carrick also include a 105-page report 
from after the 2020 election compiled by the Trump campaign and Giuliani that contained the campaign's unfounded allegations of fraud, including witness statements and false allegations of uh, overvotes and illegal votes. All this will be used to show, because these were all false allegations, it will show that Trump knew that, that there was a mistake with these allegations. Uh, they also include communications between investigators hired by Giuliani, uh, Giuliani including Carrick, about the debunked report about ir irregularities in Antrim County, Michigan, uh, that Trump was repeatedly told was bogus, but continued to tout up to and on January 6, 2021. For months, Carrick had tried to shield some of the documents from investigators in Congress and the Justice Department, citing privilege. We know that never works. When cr criminality is involved, you can't cite privilege. Then, in recent weeks, Carrick gave the documents to Trump's 2024 campaign to review. After that review, the campaign declined to assert privilege, uh, according to Carrick's uh, lawyer, Tim Parlatori, who then turned over the documents to the Smith's office on Sunday. Um, Bernie Carrick himself is also wanted to testify, testify before the grand jury and could shed some light on what Giuliani and Trump knew and when they knew it and what they were planning at the time. Moving on. Uh, this is all just to get back at Democrats for their legitimate impeachment of Donald Trump. I remember Donald Trump threatened uh, a Georgia representative with his job if he didn't produce 11,000, what was it, 11,890 votes or something like that. He also threatened the sitting president of Ukraine with withholding aid if he did not uh, open an investigation into Hunter Biden. Remember that. This is this is criminal. This is it's it's uh, if any, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's treason. Uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy suggested that House Republicans may be approaching the point where they'd pursue an impeachment investigation into President Joe Biden. Uh, this is his biggest threat, uh, the biggest threat from him yet. Every time McCarthy and company turn over a rock, they find nothing. So I'm sure what it would be, uh, I'm unsure what it would be about, except maybe a fishing expedition. Uh, McCarthy's comments uh, come amid a series of congressional investigations into the, in the uh, Republican-led House that have targeted Biden, his administration, and his family members, most prominently his son, Hunter Biden, who is not connected to any government work at all. Who cares? Um, House Republicans have demanded that U.S. Attorney David Weiss, a Donald Trump appointee, answer questions about allegations from two IRS whistleblowers that the tax investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, criminal probe was tainted by political interference, uh, claims Weiss and Attorney General Merrick Garland have denied. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty to two federal tax misdemeanors as part of a plea deal. Any normal person who was in the same place Hunter Biden was wouldn't get punished once he repaid his taxes. They wouldn't, nobody would care. Uh, but still, he has gotten in trouble. He shouldn't have gotten in trouble at all. In response to McCarthy, I mean, he even paid fines. 
I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. Uh, he had pa- paid the fines anyway. He had paid late fees anyway. In response to McCarthy, the White House criticized House Republicans' eagerness to attack the president regardless of the truth. White House spokesperson Ian, uh, Ian Sams tweeted, instead of focusing on the real issues Americans want us to address, like continuing to lower inflation or create jobs, this is what the House GOP wants to prioritize. Their eagerness to go after POTUS, regardless of the truth, is seemingly bottomless. Uh, But this is all pressure from those hard right Trump Republicans. uh, And Republicans are flailing. They are drowning in corruption right now and reaching for any floating twigs of impropriety on the Demo- uh, Democratic side so they can appear not to be drowning in, in, in who they really are, complete corrupt politicians. They want anything so they can point and say, see, it's the same on both sides. Like that would detract from the fact that they are as corrupt as they are. Uh, There was an analysis released earlier today confirming what we, the sane part of the population, already knew, according to a rapid attribution analysis from the World Weather Attribution Initiative, the heat hell searing parts of the United States and Southern Europe uh, would have been virtually impossible without climate change. By the way, I'm going to say it right now. This coming summer, In Australia, in the outback, we're going to see 130 degree temperatures. I'm just going to say it right now. It's coming. Maybe more. Uh, The WWA, a group of international uh, scientists who assess the role of climate change in extreme... Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to say. While climate change made China's, uh, China's heat wave at least 50 times more likely. That also happened. Uh, The WWA, a group of international scientists who assessed the role of climate change in extreme weather events, spent a week analyzing the dangerous heat waves that have swept the northern hemisphere in July. Temperatures in Death Valley reached 128 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is like uh, under 54 degrees Celsius uh, this month. And the city of Phoenix has experienced a record-smashing 25 consecutive days of temperatures hotter than 110 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is uh, 40, 40, under 40, also under 44 degrees Celsius. Um, <clears throat> uh, China posted an all-time high national temperature of 52.2 degrees, which is 126 degrees Fahrenheit earlier this month. Uh, and in Europe, local records were broken across parts of Spain and Italy as temperatures edged towards Europe's all-time record of 48.8 degrees Celsius, which is 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, the WWA team examined weather, da- uh, weather data and computer models to compare the world's current climate, which is around 1.2 degrees Celsius, warmer than the pre-industrial era with the climate of the past. Uh, they found that the role of climate change is absolutely overwhelming. Uh, uh, Frederick Otto, a senior lecturer in climate science at the uh, Grantham Institute for Climate Change and the Environment at uh, uh, Imperial College London, said, 
it would well be that this is what will be a cool summer in the future if we don't stop burning fossil fuels rapidly. In other words, this weather that we're having right now is going to be considered a cool summer. Which is scary when you consider it. Uh, hate to sound like an old fogey. Just saying. Uh, you know, me saying old fogey makes me sound like an old fogey. Because that's, that's, that's an old fogey term. <laughs> but when I was a kid, if the weather was in the 90s, it was considered a heat wave. But now that's considered cooler weather. Is that insane or, 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 or what? Actually, weather in the upper 80s, if it lasted, or in the mid-80s, if it lasted for a long time, especially in Washington, D.C., where I'm from, for a, that would be considered a heat wave if it lasted for a week. We had 70-degree weather, maybe in the 80s, in our summers, in Washington, D.C. Now it's 90s, hundreds. This is not normal. This is not normal. And by the way, by the way, the uh, United States, that heat dome is moving north and east, and it's about to hit the east coast. You can be damn sure that we're going to have 100 degree temperatures in New York, uh, maybe later this week, maybe next week. It is going to be horrible if you're going to New York. I wouldn't plan on going there anytime soon if I were you. It's going to be terrible. Uh, especially with the, the legendary East Coast humidity. I mean, anything over 93 degrees is going to be unbearable to the body. Right? And, and we're going to see stuff in the hundreds. So forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, anyway, like I said, short one today. Only uh, 27 minutes. That's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, July 25th. 2023. Uh, don't forget, by the way, I, you have nothing to worry about. Republicans keep telling us that global warming doesn't exist. We're fine. Uh, Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow, despite my short one today. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. At least that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>